and welcome to the Loaded Bolter podcast episode two. We are joined in this magical room full of magical guys. We have to my left a brand new, not a brand new edition, but you haven't met him yet in the podcast. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Jack Sanoy. I'm the guy who runs the Sundown Miniature Painting Instagram. Yeah, and part of Loaded Bolter crew. Love that. Love that. Jack, we will get back to you in a moment. And who have we got to my right? Got Wolvie. Everyone knows me by Everybody now. Everybody knows point. him. Like, I'm not a celebrity, but I pretend I am at this point. So. You are in your own right. You're a celebrity in my heart as well. Oh, I'll take that. I'll yeah, take that. There we go. That's, and then sitting in between these hunks, you've got myself, Jason Watson, and uh, Jack. Drop your Instagram tag for us one more time. Uh, sure, my Instagram is at Sundown Miniature Painting. You can find all my stuff on there. I do a lot of custodies, do some uh, more commission stuff. I did a beautiful piece for you, which I haven't posted just yet. But I did drop that bomb in the last, in the last podcast. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, I did the Ultramarines Abaddon of the Spoiler, which was quite a good find. The Ultra Hunk. The Ultra Hunk himself. I'm currently working on a Ghost Kill commission for somebody, Perfect. and I'm Doing my Mega Gargants oh, project for Age of Sigma. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, Wolvie, Instagram tag? Uh, it's just Wolvie underscore paints. Mm -mm. You'll find a whole bunch of random bits there. So you've got my, my, all of the, like, the uh, Warhammer 40,000 stuff. Plus I've got on there a lot of Batman and Harry Potter miniatures at the moment as well that I'm going through. So, uh, That's it all. so yeah, there's a nice little variety for you. And my tag is Rustic Soul, and you won't find anything hobby related <laughs> on there. You'll just see a bunch of photos of this guy thinking he's all that. But, but what you will see if you go into the tag post, you'll just see us tagging him in all of the. <laughs> he refuses to acknowledge Warhammer to all of his gym friends. It's <laughs> no, no, so, keep tagging, so tag him in everything. Add him and tag him. Yeah, no, I, I tried to separate the two. This is my this is my downtime lifestyle yes. choice. But yeah, rustic soul. If you want to see me prance about in the in the lakes, on the rivers, or in the gym, or sometimes walk in the streets of London thinking I'm all that. This is true. You are all that, though. Oh, thank you. You are. You are. Oh, you, are you guys. I'm gonna cry. Um, <laughs> Jack. Yo. Specific Jack section. We're moving on to. Sure. Tell us a little bit about your hobby background. When did you first get into 40k? At what point did you drop out of 40k, like we all do? And at what point did it come back? It's always a thing with the Warhammer players, isn't it? Everyone goes in, comes back, at some point much later in life. It's like World of Warcraft for me. I did that a lot. But going back to Warhammer, from that tiny little tangent. I like that. Yeah. You, I, don't, I don't know why I always went back to WoW. No, don't worry about it. So good. Anyway, so what so age did you start? I started at, I think I started at about 10, when my mate, Nat, who, uh, you've met Nat a couple of yeah. times. He's a great tower player, great tower painter. He, when we were really young, he wanted us to get into fantasy, so I started collecting. I can't even remember what the fantasy army was, but remember. I do remember that I that we started 40k, and then I had a load of like the old metal Necrons, really loved Oof. that. My sister had a big old orc army. Oh, nice. Yeah, and uh, as you do when you're younger, you fall out of love of it. You, I was so young, I didn't really understand the game. Yeah, it was still a load of big template, blast template model stuff. And oh, I just, okay, yeah. I was, you know, I was too young to understand it, and so. You kind of, you what know, overtook it? You I mean, at that age, what made you go? I'm not really, because uh, we all know what Wolves was when he when he discovered what a lady was. I mean, I was, <laughs> I mean, I think I was That's 12. True. That was far out of my mind. So I yeah, reckon, it wasn't until we were like no, 23, no. was it? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You keep the story silent, Jack. You know. <laughs> I just realised I'm the granddad in the room. I'm over 30, and neither of you two are. Uh, hey, it's oh, a yeah. Uh, hey. We actually had to make extra room for your. 
walking stick. Oh, burn, burn. So yeah, what made you fall out of it? Out of love? Not even out of love. What made you stop? I don't know. I mean, you, you're young. You're going through different things. And yeah, it's you, you go through so many different hobbies at that point, mm. or different centres in your life. And I think I definitely switched over to video gaming. Yeah, went to MMORPGs. Nice. Played a lot of RuneScape. I Woo. then got oh yeah, back <laughs> in the day. I tell you what, I had a banging house. <coughs> oh, the house. I had a house in you RuneScape. You remember? Oh yes, I was Ooh, a member. Fancy. I was. I only had a free to play account. Free account. Yeah. I never got to be a member. No. I don't think we can hang out. What? I'm just, <laughs> so, I'm just so much, you're too, I'm so much far, far ahead of me. Yeah. That's not fair, man. Yeah. And then I was 13, got scammed, and I lost all my stuff. Anyway, that's brutal, yeah, it? was bad. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to World of Warcraft, was big in Rapid Lich King. I was part of a big raiding guild on my nice. server, did that for a while. Again, that dropped off, then went to university, fell in love with D&D University. And you still are a big, I've mentioned you as a D&D player That before. is one of my biggest passions is D&D. Because whilst we're on this tangent, um, we we mentioned previously that if we oh, get yeah. enough want for it, we could we could almost podcast style with D and D. I've already started working on something. Oh, you little! I've, I've actually started working on a little something. Uh, uh, it's it's rough. If anyone does listen, there's a great channel out there called uh, Dropout, which is run by College Humor guys. Yeah, uh, they have a brilliant show called Dimension Twenty, which they do a load of D and D themed shows. Nice. And one of the things they do is called Unsleeping City, which is D and D but in real world. Nice. When there's a separation between the non-magical world and the magical world, and you would effectively be like a paladin who's a firefighter, and you have a cell phone. And like, oh, it sounds like you just described my character. You literally just described no, it. This is it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on a setting which is based in London at the wow. moment. So if if Let's the listeners want us to do this, I can put. I mean, I, at this point, I no longer forward. care about the listeners. I want to do this. Yeah. We'll, we'll, if they don't want it, well, they won't get to hear it. We'll just yeah. do well, it. Well, okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, D and D certainly is still a huge part of my life. And you're moment. phenomenal when it comes to being a D and D DM, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I've been running games for the past six years, once a week, and uh, I've gone through several different crews. I've got a really reliable crew now, which I run for, and one of my games is coming to its penult- It's coming to a climax after five years. They, I didn't think they ended. They do after five years. Can't you, you just end it and then be like? But then... Oh yeah, <laughs> I could totally happening. do that. Yeah. Like a post-credit yeah. scene. But there's, also, but there's also that point where when a story gets to its climax and at that point everyone's just like, I think this character wants to retire. He de- he's gone through so much stuff. Yeah. He wants to kind of end. And also a player wants to play their own thing. Another thing. and you know. Yeah, but also as a DM, can't you control the group? And they think it's over. You think it's the last last See, episode of the, of, the, of the D&D for your crew. And they're all ready to go home mm-hmm. and then Jack goes... But then and you whack out like seven hundred pages of, a, of a, like a round three campaign. Like an opposite me and I a cat rep from Wall Street. Yeah. You're not fucking leaving, like boom, yeah, exactly. Bam, more. <laughs> That'd be perfect. I see one of one of my groups has come to call. I love to live. I love to leave sessions on cliffhangers. Yeah. So they've now come to call them that Jack special, which I love, and also have to remind them it is just a cliffhanger. It's not mm. something I've come up with. But that's is uh, it like at the end of the session you pull out your testicles. Yeah. But you don't quite show your penis yet. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, oh. I hide that behind. I hide that behind the DM screen. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just, yeah. I just yeah. go one and, like, and a two. And they're like, <laughs> well, you're like, if you want number three, come back for next, More next week. week. And they're like, oh, but after five years, you've never got to. You, that you're point. actually just running out of centimeters. Just aren't you? micro inch by micro inch, just peering over the top. Oh, I haven't oh. got any centimeters left. 
that. <laughs> You've been seeing the whole thing for two years. Oh yeah, that's the one. So bringing it back in, what yeah, got sure. you back into 40k? Because so, we all did. Because um, I think what normally happens with GW is they're so deeply encrusted into our souls now that even when we leave it as young lads, the moment you get older and you're like, you know, I actually have this thing called a job and this stuff called money. And then there's this hobby that I'd like but could never really afford when I was too young. And now all of a sudden we can splurge out on it at times, mm. sensible times, sensible. not not in instead of bills and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and you're like, whoa, we can do it again and do it properly-ish. I, I say do it properly because mine's grey. They're not really proper when they're grey. I can't really say I play it properly because I don't paint them. Um, but yeah, so what got you back into Yeah, it? I mean, for me, I was, I think I was about 23. You were playing with a load of our friends like Coombs and mm-hmm. Luke. And we didn't know Johnny well at that point, but uh, Coombs was playing 40k, but he was looking at Age of Sigma stuff and he was like, Dude, you should go and you, you like dwarves. I like dwarves, D&D, love them. Your dwarves were fantastic. I, I do love the dwarves. So he was like, You should check out the Fire Slayers, you should check out the um, <clears throat> uh, the other ones. The, the only way I could describe it is the steampunk dwarves. Check oh, those yeah. out, check, you know, have a look at it. You should buy some, you should buy some. I was like, No. 23 I'm busy in D&D I can't do this I don't have the money I'm 23 years old I'm 23 I'm a responsible adult I already played Dungeons and Dragons I can't play anything else I'm undateable as it is no (laughs) and then 10 minutes later oh no it was like months it was like weeks of just pestering you look at this you look at this taking me to gaming shops and just like have a look at the models he's done Coombs done that to us Coombs was like there's a shop called Alpha Games just come and check it out Known full well that the moment he got us into that shop, we were about to there, there and then commit to 40k, and that's when I bought my Ultra Hunt. Yep, it happened, and I, I resisted. I resisted for like two months, and then out, and then out of the blue, I just started looking on the GW website. I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. I really like it. I like that. Oh, that looks good. Yeah, I could imagine that. I don't know, the paper, I could give it a go. And then Coombs messaged me out, out of the blue, he just says, you know what, we should just play a tactical war game. Doesn't have to be 40k. Doesn't have to be anything. <laughs> Doesn't have to be Warhammer. We should just collect and paint an oh, army together because I think you'd be good dreamer. at it. And then I sent this message. Well, I'd actually be looking at Fire Slayers. <laughs> and so I was just like, right, deep dive into that. Had fun nice. with Age of Sigma, but it was earlier on in the editions where the rules weren't concrete. They, they weren't. They weren't fair. It was very mm. skewed towards Storm uh, Stormhost or Stormcast, whatever they're called. Yeah. Uh, Went to the steampunk dwarfs, didn't have much luck there either. I still love painting them. And then that was when Custodies dropped. And Age of Sigma, by the way, everyone, is still terrible. It's not, though. It really Just get out, mate. You're going to have to leave with this sort of talk. <laughs> you can't be here with that. This is a 40k and everything they, else. They've really refined the rules. I mean, yeah. I get that. I've, I've, had, I've had a lot of people say to me, you know, about Age of Sigma, yeah. you know, get an Age of Sigma army. I'm like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no. And in the time, in the two weeks it's taken between filming the last podcast and this one, and talking about Lord of the Rings, I've already bought some Lord of the Rings Warhammer. Yes, you have. So, I, said I'd play, I said I'd play this with you, didn't I? Yes. I and so it, it comes to something when I'd rather play a game that Games Workshop only sort of half support over Age of Sigma. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. That's that shows you so, how bad Age of Sigma is compared to Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry, I let you down there on the Lord of the Rings front. I mean, you're not letting me down. It's literally been two weeks, and yeah. I've just gone to eBay and gone. I'll just buy a bunch of everything. What you can't just... deny though is the models are beautiful. Do you know and what? What I really like Sigma about the Lord of the Rings models right is that they are not overdone. They are simple mm. and done well. Yeah. Even like the basic, like I've got Men of Rohan, and I've just got. Um, I got an email from my other half at work yesterday and it said, uh, you've had a package arrive today. Oh, no. 
Don't look at it. <laughs> it better not be more of those toys. No, she just said, were you expecting anything? And I replied, nothing else, no context. Theoden, King of Rohan. Nice. <laughs> what it said. And um, she just replied, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. She's so, just so used to it now. Yeah, she's used that, to that's it. That's perfect. That is fantastic. No, yeah, you are right. The Age of Sigmar models are phenomenal. Oh, the models, they are, they I can't are. deny um, that the models I, are phenomenal. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah, I actually don't really have anything against Age of Sigmar apart from the fact that I just don't have more, any room. I can hardly even get my Horus Heresy sort of started at the moment. Like, yeah, boy. I, know, I, we're, I think we're all slowly dipping. Oh, you're already there. I'm, I'm fully there because you're, you're uh, <laughs> as we were just talking about. You found your custodies I and found your custodies. penis went. <laughs> Tell us what happened. I am well. I'm now like gold member from. Uh, I like gold. <laughs> yeah. I like gold. They started off silver, didn't they? They did start off silver. Well, I started collecting them, and I think I got Trajan and two two packs of bikes, and I started painting them, and I really like the aesthetic of them. They are super clan heavy heavy armor it was gold it was beautiful i went for silver because i thought it was more knightish and fantasy mm. and then i started to read more about the law and where they came from and they've been by the emperor's side mm. the emperor of mankind's side since you know the unification wars and way before that they were there when they they killed off the thunder warriors and were there at the first expedition <laughs> of the dark angels yeah. and then when all the uh Primarchs got yeeted out into the into the abyss. They were with him by his side. Yeah, and they're awesome. They are amazing. I I really truly love them. And I like when we, like especially when we did the pod when we did the uh, loaded bolts of rapid fire first time. I went on about the one thing I really love about the custodians is how melancholic they are mm. because they were this shining supreme light of what the ultra the ultra idea of humanity can be, which is so inhumane. It is so perfect, and they did they were chemically in incapable of feeling guilt sadness yeah. they do not run they never run and yet now in the 41st millennium they are racked with guilt yeah they are racked with this feeling completely of changed since um, they almost essentially failed their task exactly if what they've taken on their shoulders it, of failing this task if you read master of mankind which uh, is a fantastic book on horace yeah. heresy series horace heresy series and you read uh, protectors of the throne watchers of the throne there is a massive shift in how custodians deal with emotion mm. because in in the first one uh they are so steadfast no emotion to the point where they make a blood angel look like a human yeah in, in a, a way they in make... all the heresy books if you read if we read quite a lot of them um i think between me and you particularly we read quite a lot yeah. of them I'm and on you I'm on, I'm on full grim. I'm about an hour you, away. You're getting through them. Yeah, through. you're getting through them. Yeah. But you always notice any time the custodians appear, they they are like there's they are there's they're so stoic, no soul, no nothing. They mm. do make the Astartes seem human, mm. which is um, the interesting thing about these books because the Astartes seem human in comparison to custodians, but then the then the Astartes don't seem human in comparison to the humans in the book so there's always that scale up of what these what these and creations a, are like and weirdly the emperor of mankind makes the custodians look like children and yeah. it makes them look feel so emotional yeah, the emperor is a I think he's got problems, man. He's he's he's, he's, an, he's a weird guy, that dude. I like it when you read in the books of like they're like oh this I can't which one I'm reading at the moment. Um, Deliverance, mm. and um, there's bits where the emperor's like they're walking and they're like oh he's just this ordinary looking guy, robes and the black hair. Then all of a sudden, as you get close to him, he scales up to this absolute like god of a titan, and, and like and he's always got this weird like you don't know what you're looking at when you're looking at him. He's, you don't, you know you're not really ever looking at what he is. Mm. He's always like a a manifest of something for you 
why I love the Sisters of Silence because they are the only ones who can see the true form of the Emperor. See what it's he actually why is. They, why they wear face masks mm. as to not speak what he actually looks like. Yeah. Why they take that vow of silence. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I and I love the Custodians because of how stoic and now actually how philosophical, how emotional they now are, mm. and the annoyance and the frustration they have of we are supremely powerful warriors. But we are so expensive to make, mm-hmm. so expensive to equip, that the Imperium is just like, we can't send you out yeah. because we've spent all this money on you and yeah. we can't do it. And now Trajan has just gone, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it. I'm just getting out there and I'm just making shit happen. G-Man, we may not see eye to eye, but you know what? We're yeah, going to have to G-Man will give him the slap he deserves one day. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure I'm sure Trajan will go running off. We're going to save the Yellow King for another yeah. time. Ooh, the Yellow King. That's an interesting bit of lore, which we'll dive into another, another time. time. That's a fantastic bit of lore, which I mm. really hope plays out in the way that I think we all hope it does play out. Yes, indeed. Um, well, it's fair to say, Jack, that you love Custodes, you love 40K, you mm. love D&D, you love me, you love Wolvie. I do. You love the listeners more oh, than yeah. anything else. The only problem with Custodes, my friend. Sure. One problem with Custodes. Sure. They've never beaten me. They've never beaten Wolvie. <laughs> they've beaten me, but who hasn't? But Fair. Custodes will never be Astartes. And talking of Astartes, let's talk Grey Knights, who are also somewhat... Astartes, are they not Astartes? So they are. What, are they? Are, they are what space- is a grey knight, Wolvie? <laughs> Let us know. For all, for all intents and purposes, they're space marines, but they don't exist. Ooh. They're of course space marine chapter number six six six, number of the beast. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> and created mainly for. Is that canonical? It's not chronological, but the number was just kind of spared for them. Okay. And obviously they've created for the purpose of pushing demons back into the warp and actually being able to kill demons, because not a lot of stuff can actually kill demons. Yeah. You can banish them back to the warp, you can defeat them and they'll run, but to actually kill them... is very difficult. It's very difficult, very difficult. and that's where Grey come in. Cause is obviously that why on one of the models there's a dude standing there with his sword in the head of a demon? Because I always thought, like, wouldn't the demon just sort of disappear? Basically, yes. And obviously, there's a few models. There's one where uh, one of them is holding a demonette's head. Mm. That's one. And then obviously, there's the the sword into the Nurgle, yeah. uh, the plague bearer's head as well. So yeah. that's what you're talking about. So yeah. So essentially, they can they've got the ability to because they know demons' true names. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and their names are the opposite of what a demons' true name is. Mm. So and they are basically forged with the purpose of slaying that demon. That's kind of how it. That's how the design is supposed to work. But they appear. They kill shit and then they leave no witnesses because they don't want anybody to know they exist. In terms of the Astartes, there are actually very few of them that know that the Grey Knights exist. Mm. Logan Grimnar was allowed to know they exist. They allowed him to behead somebody very high up in the, um, what's the book called? I think it's called Gift of the Emperor or the Emperor's Gift. I can't remember which way around the book it is, but um, Logan Grimnar just walks onto their ship, beheads their captain, basically says, do you want some? If you want some, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and the Grey Knights went, "No, nah, we're good." Yeah, not particularly. And he just and he just walked off. Yeah. And they were like, he, "You know, he he knows we exist now." And they were like, "Yeah, it's like Grimnard." I mean, so. I don't think it's such a bad. I mean, why is it? What's, it, what's with the secrets? Like, why are they? Why can't they know? Because the, the Grey Knights aren't bad. It's like, oh, there's a secret chapter out there killing demons. Yeah, you'd be like, cool. An exterminator. Yeah. All the planets. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Get rid of him. That sounds great. Fantastic. That's what we're all trying to do is kill demons around here. Let's be buddies and make it happen. Why has it got to be so secretive for? This is why the Dark Angels are so suspicious. That's why no one likes them because there's too many secrets. They're going to become the next Dark Angels if they're not careful. Ah, but Those there is no Grey Knight that has fallen to chaos. Mm. And that's where the difference is. Ooh. Their purity is 
similar to that of the Custodes in that they don't fall to chaos. I read that um, out of all of them, um, the Grey Knights had the closest genetic, or like their gene seed or their genetic kind of structure or, or what they were made of is closer to the Emperor than any of them. Yes, because, because they weren't taken yeah. from they weren't taken yeah. from Primarch. So they don't have a they don't have a Primarch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unless the Emperor is what they were taken from. I think they'd be bigger. But the, could well, they though? Because he has the ability to scale them to how he needs them. I do you know what I would find it more thematic if they were taken from custodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a stretch. I mean, stretch. I mean, the thing the is, it's made... the psychic power that these guys come with because each one of them is psychically, psychically yeah. gifted. Yes. So they have to come from something of extreme psychic power, which yeah. would be the Emperor. Custodies aren't. Have no they, psychic they, yeah. they go through millions of, like, I'm going to use Harry Potter reference here, they go through millions of squibs mm. and mm. They, they, they can't, you know, pass the psychic tests. So um, to find their one or two Grey Knights that can in a million or so. Yeah. So. Um, they're 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 an awesome army for that. They're one of those things. Obviously, they they burst onto the scene as the the demon what they yeah. called demon hunters, and they've just kind of evolved over time. Still, only one wound there. No, no. They got to two. No, their new codex is here. It's oh, here would you look at that? Imagine that. We've just molded into the part about the codex. <laughs> yeah. so, that's almost like we're planning this out with. It almost sounds like we know what we're doing. Yeah, we did look at that. Well, look, that's a segue. It's <laughs> fantastic. Right, so, so let's codex yeah, this down. Yeah, on, on the new codex, it's one of those things where I agree with a lot of people that have said, you yeah, read terrible. it once and you kind of look at it and go, apart from the extra wound, what's mm. going on? Like, it doesn't really feel like much has changed. And then you read it again, and again, and again. And after you've read it a few times, you go, actually, this is pretty good, but it's going to take a little bit more thinking, a little bit more planning than the Grey Knights Army previously did. So the Grey Knights finally joined the two the uh, two wound club. Bam! At last. And everything else in the in this hobby is now doing two damage. So yeah, it doesn't matter. Their one wound smite is gone. They get full smite now. So Magical. all of their so obviously that's D three or D six. So they just have standard smite. It's not called anything silly. Because they used to be based on if you were fighting demons or not, it'd be improved. Absolutely. Yeah. So they don't have um, shock assault that normal space marines have because they have their extra attack built into their stat line. Oh, nice. Fair so your standard guys got like three attacks. Your standard so he, strike squad. So, so he hasn't got to be charged or charged into. Nope. nope. So they get that as standard, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. So strike marines have gone way up. Mm. The next thing to go up are dread knights. So they have got the core keyword. I don't know how long this will last for, Hopefully. but they have got the core keyword because technically they're being manned by just uh, a core dude. Yeah. Um, so that's big because then obviously they benefit from all the various buffs and stuff like that. Brotherhoods, this is something they've been doing throughout all their codexes with like um, the Space Marine companies, the yeah. Plague companies and the, the Death Guard one and stuff like that. So they're there to obviously give uh, a special Warlord trait, special psychic power and a special stratagem for to, their various brotherhoods to try and keep somewhat um distinct between each chapter right because otherwise because yeah. they are slowly blending into they just cut they are literally only something different because of the color of their armor yeah um yeah. The slope, so you need things like this to keep adding that that lore to it and that, yeah. that flavor no. to it like because um for example changing the smite although probably is better because how often do you actually play just demons and so on like it's very rare not very often and how often would it be that you actually just use your gray knights only ever against demons um, it's not always going to be like that, so it is handy. But they've done that with the smite, but it does again take away that bit of source where it's like, oh, the grey knights have got this really specific thing about demons because in the lore, that's what they do best, yeah. and it's like it's cool. Um, but yeah, I just hope they do manage to 
blend it because that's what you didn't like about the wolves they were being ruined yeah they were being they sanitized were, so yeah. I, I thought that but with the, the grey knights this book has made me love them more oh perfect oh, they were just a little little side thing built mm. up of all some of the stuff you gave me built up of some of the stuff that, that James gave me and a bit, few bits and pieces that I bought to bring it all together um, but yeah this, this book makes me love them more so for me I painted all mine up as the second brotherhood known as the blades of victory love it and having looked all through all of the brotherhoods for me the one I'm going to be using the most is still the second so they're still relevant and, like, and, it worked, and it worked out okay so that's pretty cool and then the big, the other big thing that stood out for me was I sent a message into our WhatsApp group saying oh we don't really have a you know a big you know boss guy that can kick ass and do this that and the other <laughs> and then how many minutes was it later they went yeah and then there's Cal Nordrago yeah. who has seven attacks on the charge it's got some sort of mad Yeah, hammer. we all were a little bit like, Ruby, this guy's fantastic. <laughs> and how many points is he? Like, what? He's, well, I think he's 180, if I remember. 180 is, and it's so cheap for how good he's going to be. Yeah, so he's got a two up um, standard, three up invulnerable, because yeah, he's got I mean, that hella shield. That's yeah. fantastic. His Titan Sword, bearing in mind you're making seven attacks with this on the mm. charge, is uh, strength eight, what? AP minus four, yeah. flat damage three. He's <laughs> a unit, he's so an absolute unit for that cheap. He's, hit, he's hitting on twos, mm. especially if he's facing anything else that's strength four, uh, mm. sorry, toughness four, which is a lot of Astartes, a lot of basic yeah. standard stuff. He's wounding on twos. So you've got a good chance of getting through easily around 21. Yeah. What's the strength of the Titan Sword, sir? Uh, the strength of the Titan Sword is strength eight. eight. Yeah, so even then when he's going for something bigger, he's like if you're, you're launching him against some of the big boys, yeah. with strength eight, like he'll be fine but wait there's more oh, oh dear oh, not only does he buff core um characters he buffs gray knights characters so that means they are re-rolling hit rolls um, so so he technically ooh. would he buff himself is what you're looking at yes, yes. he does boy wow. so he's re so he's hitting on twos re-rolling i hope that's something that they continue with in other elite armies well, this is this so this is because well, he's the supreme grandmaster yeah but for mm. some sub, sub the chapter master for all intents and purposes that is yeah but you think um so he's sub 200 points yeah um he is 180 i think you think how much um what's his name my guy Calgar, dude. Oh, right. Uh, who, who cares about Marnius Calgar? Marnius Calgar? Yeah. What? He's, he, <laughs> who is he? He's, he's, he's like he's, 200 he's, points, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's more expensive and not quite as good. Yeah. Uh, but, but but then you've got Gilliman. So yeah, but then he's, he, you pay the premium to have him. You do. To have a free up and vulnerable save, which you'll get him with him. Yeah. So 180. He's actually incredible. Yeah. So and he's only got like two wounds less than Gilliman. He's uh, got seven wounds. Yeah, Gilliman so. Nice. Gilliman has nine wounds. Yeah, so he's so he's very good. Yeah. You, you put him in with a bunch of Terminators, or you drop him in with some Terminators. And, yeah. Well, not Terminators because they're shit, but we'll get to that. Mm. Um, oh no, really? But they will. Yeah, they they'll um they'll they'll drop bombs. So one of the things the Grey Knights also get is they get their army-wide rules of called the Aegis. So it's a replacement for their old Brotherhood of the Psychers rule where they got plus one to casting. Now instead they get plus one to deny the witch, which is situational. Depends whether you're facing um, any psychic, which. Mm. You, know, you think you might be you, you might well be your boys but the big part of it is all units uh, have a five up ignore mortal wounds mm. so that is massive Fantastic. in terms of survivability because you would think against an army with extra wounds or an army that's classed as elite like grey knights are yeah. you are now getting which a one in three chance of yeah which is good yeah, with the mortal wound output, which we briefly discussed, which we can quickly dive into. Yeah, the question I, I raised to these handsome chaps to my left and to my right was, do, do you think the mortal wound output and like the mortal wound damage, and also now the fact that so many armies are slowly probably going to have anti mortal wound built in, 
is it going to just negate the importance of why certain armies have mortal wounds? Are mortal wounds going to be less potent if you've got fifty percent of the army of the armies out there give mortal wounds out, and the other fifty percent has an immortal wound built in? For me, if they keep it to elite characters, or you know, this is well, you pay a bit more of a premium to have grey knights mm. instead of space marines. So, if they keep it to elite style armies, yeah. then yes, I get it. Yeah. If a basic Astartes or something suddenly starts getting mortal wound defence then you start to go what's the point of him yeah. what's like, the point of like it like having so, two wounds everywhere but then damage is going up damage is going up by two regardless mm. and like it's just not important anymore you're just scaling up for no for no end this yeah. is where the power creep issues come in because ultimately they're going to all balance out eventually but some armies have got it and some armies haven't that's when everyone's getting so frustrated about this this balance group like you're now going to have the anti mortal wound or other armies won't in yeah. that sense too um, it's just a little bit like Ugh. Ugh. but at the same time there are three different types of defence for that isn't it <coughs> it's, you either have the anti mortal wound hmm. or you have increased psychic ability with the extra denies which we'll get onto a thousand suns or you have just the horde factor of your army yeah, or you've you got units. so many models it's just not and you can't get in range of all the important characters which allow those unit of 10 hmm. vanguard in for the admex to be able to shoot you down yeah yeah then how much does that psychic defense really come yeah that's very true and like you know it does also then come down to the fact that no matter what happens with these codexes and the order they come out in and the way they are delivered and which one's better and which one's not if you're still a good player you'll always find a way you can get around it you'll always find yeah, a every, way everything situation if you're good so. which is why i have not found a way yet <laughs> <laughs> But onwards. So yeah, so obviously the next part with um, Granite is they got a couple of extra tides because obviously they have like tides similar to how um, what are they called for the Space Marines where you get the extra uh, AP for shooting. Oh, um, and, oh the doctrine. So yeah, yeah. so, so Granite get tides. Um, there's a couple of new ones. One is very demon specific. I like um, how you've got demon specific in well, pencil. paperwork right here. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Another one here, which basically any, means that any ones or twos you roll when advancing or charging count as three. So if you put that with first to the fray, which is slightly changed, which is a plus one, you're charging a four minimum on one dice. So that means that nine inch charge that you need suddenly feels a lot more mm, achievable. Yeah. Minimum four. Bear in mind if you roll like a four, you, you get us a five. It, it, like that's. Yeah. That's yeah. really strong. Yeah, that is. How many times, and we did it at Warhammer World last last week, week before, week before. when... Oh, don't um, remind me of the trip. I missed that one. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, that's all right. But when, when I dropped down my Paladin squad and then they just proceeded to not do a whole lot because oh. they they failed the charge. So oh. that is going to be a big thing. If you are gonna if you realise you're going to start dropping in reinforcements, you change the tide into that one, that's going to make things a lot easier. Mm. Um, tide of Escalation suddenly changed because that used to increase smite. Um but now it doesn't. What that means is you can cast your Brotherhood um, specific psychic power more than once. Oh, yeah, nice. So whatever the Brotherhood you know specific one you take, you can cast that extra. So that's pretty useful. Yeah, that's that is strong. I like um, that. So I'm just I'm just flicking through some pages here. So warlock traits. Like, can I just uh, <coughs> take a moment here? <coughs> you know we spoke about age a minute ago, and yeah. you know, we've, got old, we've got old man Wolvie over here. It is highlighted in the fact that these two. Have prepared notes for this for this particular podcast. Wolvie has come in with paper and pencil and, and the actual codex and the codex all written and like like demon specific in in writing. 
And then to my left, you've got oh, Mr. Got, Modern over here. Oh, I've just got a review of the Thousand Suns Codex. <laughs> yeah, Google search, Thousand Suns Codex on Goonhammer. But on a MacBook. <laughs> on a MacBook. <laughs> digital version of it. He'll read the bullet points and we'll move on. That's I love it. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Uh, so, uh, all we. Anyway. Yeah, so, look at, so looking at like Granite Warlord traits then, a lot of them are basically standard as they were before, but now there's one called Unyielding Anvil. Now, in ninth, this is huge. So, you get Obsec for your Warlord. And the six-inch bubble around it. Nice. So suddenly you've got a six-inch bubble of obsec. Yeah. Yes. With your warlord and if, so if he sat with some paladins, for example, if you're taking Caldor Drago, yeah, um, he's got his own. So wow. you would have to take something else mm. um, to to have that um, ability. But again, worth it to pay extra oh, for, yeah, for warlord traitor and things like that. Yeah, so that's, that's pretty really huge. Cool. Um, the psychic powers are much the same. Things like sanctuary, hammer hand, remain, yep. um, buffing, um, like attacks or not attacks, rerolls and um, extra. The words got straight out of my head. You just find it, mate. Dig deep and find it. Just to, if I turn the page here, if I turn <laughs> the page here, it's a book. It's, it's three a, words. <laughs> <laughs> it's, no, what? No, it's gone. Anyway, okay. astral aim has changed. It used to be ignore, um, ignores cover, and you can shoot without having line of sight. Now that grants the unit a reroll when shooting and ignores the benefit of cover. Yeah. So actually, although you don't get line of sight, you're getting the rerolls. So that's nice. pretty useful mm. um, in itself. So hammer hand, purge soul, there's all this the same. But purifying flame on purifiers, which are of course Castellan Crows, um, little side boys, have suddenly got very good. Oh nice. So it's a purifier smite as such, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's dealing flat mortal wounds to the closest enemy unit. Or D3 plus 3 if it's cast on an 11 plus. Wow. Purifiers get plus 1 to cast that, which means they're casting it on a 4. So that's not bad. You're probably not going to fail it very much. That's uh, pretty damn hot. Yes. Yeah, and obviously that's that's flat 3. So you're, yeah. you're throwing that out of character yeah. probably. Mm, I love or it, yeah. Terminators. Yeah, definitely. Um, something like that because now they've all got that. Again, so all the other stuff, Gate of Infinity is the same. Vortex of Doom is very much the same. Gate um, of Infinity is your to jump, isn't it? It is, yeah. That's where you, you can sling something across the board. Yeet across the board. That hasn't changed in core. Uh, that hasn't changed in wording or anything like that, has it? Not really. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I'll get back to that Ooh, in a minute. Oh, he's got a little nugget for us. <laughs> mm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's, that's, that's still pretty good. Um, all the other stuff, warp shaping is fairly standard. Now, we got them in Psychic Awakening, but litanies with a chaplain. I'm going to glaze over this. Mm. Utterly pointless for Grey Knights. The litanies are just not good enough. Oh, really? And there's no reason to really ever take a chaplain. The, 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 above a librarian or Caldor Drago yeah. um, or even Brother Captains, other HQs like that, the chaplain's way down. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It, they are what they are. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I mean, do you, in an army which is all about psychic, I mean, do you really want to bring a chaplain anyway? Like, is it does it not make sense to bring it? It would be very situational to make yeah. you want to, to bring yeah. one. Like, um, I always imagine a chaplain just screaming at angry guys into combat. Like, so, you know, your blood angels and, and like, mm. your space walls and all that. When, when you can buff yourself with powers, it's kind of, yeah, know, it, it feels... You're a bit more sophisticated than a chaplain, I'd say, the Grey Knights. They're yeah. more sophisticated than a chaplain. They don't need an angry chaplain screaming at you. They don't need an angry chaplain. Who needs an angry chaplain screaming at you? I tell you, who doesn't need an angry chaplain screaming at them? The Grey Knights. They don't. <laughs> so, obviously, with every codex that comes up, they're getting their uh, two or three secondary objectives. Pretty weak, except for one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, purifying ritual is much the same as the Death Guard one, which is the like a contagious one. So basically, you've got your guys around an objective. Instead of using um, a psychic power, they can do a psychic action, which essentially blesses that objective, and you score a point. Yeah. And you score multiple points for the more objectives that you do that to. And then once it's done, it's done. You don't lose. You can't lose it or anything like that. So that's pretty useful to have. Yeah. Because um, that. If you've got three objectives that are within reach of your home turf, yeah, that's going to be however many points that is. And yeah. it's more than three. No, so. that's pretty good actually. These little ones like that they stack over time. It's like the one I used with the Space Marines um, with my Ultra Hunks, which is you get the point for not falling back, for um, not failing a morale or something like that. Or do you get one for each little action that like, you do each turn? Yeah, and um, before without realising you're just stacking little points suddenly you've managed to get five points at the end of the time yeah and, and then by the end of the game you've scored like like 15 16 points of it just by playing yeah. without really thinking too much because like, I mean I don't know about you guys but I never fall out of combat anyway I try not to that is my alert going off but luckily everyone well I have already booked off for the occasion <laughs> so I don't have to respond to that there's a little glimpse into real life there yeah <laughs> so this happens every single time I do a podcast when we done it for the Fortitude podcast it went off pre-Loader Bottle podcast it went off just as I booked off and today it's gone off again I'm glad I'm not responding because um, I was up all night responding which is why I've got a bit of a cough today yeah at a uh, factory definitely fire. not COVID not COVID cough. Not COVID. I was at a factory fire in I last night and that's why I'm a bit coughy if I make weird sounds it's because I'm, I've had so much smoke inhalation um, since last night. But anyway, moving forward. <laughs> so talking about purging flames. So I'm going to quickly, quickly run through the units. Um, it's all good. Obviously, it's we spoke about good. Caldor Drago. Yep. He's now replaced Grandmaster Voldus as the must take because Voldus has been somewhat nerfed. His, his old ability where he could cast three powers, no, no four, cast three and deny mm. three. That was his big selling point. He's still got a good hammer. He's still fairly decent. But in terms of the points, you're going to take Caldor Drago instead because he's more of a beat stick. Boulders can now only cast two powers, which a lot of the others, can, like a librarian, can do anyways. So mm. there's no real reason to take him anymore. However, Grandmasters in Nemesis Dread Knights. Now, they are ridiculous. Now, obviously, crazy. The, yeah, now, now, now the sword has gone crazy. That sword is just incredible. Yeah, and there's a, there's a few other bit like um, the silencer, the big silencer weapon um, is dropping to damage one with 12 shots, but it gets a strength and AP upgrade. Oh, nice. nice. And if you play um, Empiric Amplification on it, which is a power that they, mm. you can give it to itself, you get plus one damage anyways. Oh, so, so essentially, oh, easy. You, yeah. can get, you can get all the bars plus the extra damage regardless. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Grandmaster... Um, what makes the sword Dread really Knight. fantastic now? It's got swoop. So it's got like a sweeping attack, which is strength six, AP two, damage two. Nice. So, which arguably is far better than the power, which is quote-unquote powerful profile in it, which is swingy damage at best. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so obviously like most things now, you get like a, you get like a, a straight hit or you mm. get like a swing where you can... So it's aimed more... Troops, however, that's going to still be pretty useful yeah, against yeah. vehicles. I mean, plus, like damage two is yeah, the guarantee of the damage is better than than the swing. I would say exactly, of course, yeah. of course. Um, so they get teleport strike by default now, so they can just nice drop out. Um, so a grandmaster in Nemesis Dread Knight with sword, psi cannon, and silencer, which oh, I've got one of those, um, is now two hundred and five points. That down is, from two hundred and thirty five. That is. Ch- 
with a capital C H A. Why are these lot on discount? All of a well, this is for now. Jeez. Obviously, Games Workshop will come along and nerf anything they yeah. feel is overdue. Mm. But if you give them the Servant of the Throne upgrade, which is a twenty-point upgrade for one turn, it is only a one-turn, one-use ability. But they get a three-plus invulnerable save. Which, if you're in battle, if you're in like combat with the wrong thing, or you're being yeah. shot at by the wrong thing, you can kind of go. No, no, no. Yeah. And you can choose that as your thing. So like that. that makes That's them good. extra survivable. Those are really good. Uh, Terminator suck. They're 20 points extra than the, the Strike Marines. Mm -hmm. Now, they've not gone up in wounds from what they were. They're, they were the must-take. Now you're better off taking two strike squads in one because of the extra bits that strike squads But that's squads cool get. though because like you know when when you're looking at grey knights, do you really want to just bring your terminators? You want to bring your strike squads, your paladins, paladins. your cool things that make them cool. Yeah. So um, the paladins are better because they've got like four, like the normal ones have got four attack space. Yeah. You know the um, paragon, I think it's called, has got um, five attacks. So yeah. between a squad of twenty of them, you're getting twenty-one attacks. Yeah. yeah. If you load them all with like whatever you've got that's yeah. pretty mean and they're like they so they're still good cool they're, they're like grey knights and their paladins it's just it's cool like, yeah just make it paladin only arm yeah they're still good Pur <coughs> purifiers one of the other things to add to them is that there is a rule a uh, strat called untainted and unbowed which is specifically for them to make them minus one damage for two mm. cp so again if you're facing the wrong thing they're pretty useful yeah um with castellan crow obviously they've Bigged him up, mm. ninety point model. So he's the price of a whole strike squad, and a lot of people are like, eh, "Is he worth it? Is he worth yeah, five but, men?" But ninety points for a character is cheap. It's is cheap, yeah. So he's got martial yeah. superiority. So if he's going face to face with a character, mm. he fights first, yeah. regardless. Yeah. If you kill him, he fights again. So yeah. there's a chance that he's fighting twice. He's got six attacks base, so he's pretty useful, and his sword. The Black Blade of Antwerp finally does something. He's finally allowed to use it then. Yes, so it's strength 5, AP minus 3, damage 2. Um, and each time an attack is made with this weapon, an unmodified wound roll of 6 inflicts D3 mortal wounds in, ad in addition to any other damage. So suddenly his little sword, which just used to like generate extra attacks, is now really good. See, now, when we used to was 90 points, it was like, that's kind of cheap for a character. Now it kind of makes sense. There's not a bad thing by any, by any stretch. That is a great character stat life for a 90-point character. Yeah. He also gets the plus one um, if he wants to cast Purifying Flame as well. So he's casting that on a four. So And, he, and he's a two-up, four-up, which I think he was a three-up before because he's just in basic Space Marine power armor. Yeah. So, and they've left him in Space Marine power armor, which is good. They've left him yeah. as he is. They've just upscaled him a bit as they do with a lot of stuff. Um, so as I mentioned about normal Dread Knights, they've got the core mm -hmm. keyword, which I don't know if that will last. It depends on how good that will be, but obviously be them benefiting from various buffs and things is pretty big. So that's kind of my rundown of the uh, full, if you're not a Grey Knights player, you've probably just switched off and no, bought no, the hell out. Fantastic. Hell out but I think we keep them engaged with all of our fun in between everything. Of course, of course. Because we're such a, um, a fun, fun, you know, crazy, wacky kind of podcast yeah. mixed with a little bit of seriousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so like all codexes, that is now, uh, it's, you just got to build it different. Yeah. But they've been doing that throughout the whole edition. Anytime you get a new army, you've got to build it different. You've got to look at it different. Mm. Yeah. Suddenly now, I don't, I didn't have any purifiers, but guess what I'm building at the moment exactly. on my table? Some yeah. purifiers. I don't have the new Castellan Crow model. I'm not too fussed. I've got one 
so yeah. I'm not too rushed about going and spending 40 quid on eBay or something offensive. It's not crucial though, is it? To your it's not army. crucial because no. I've got one. Yeah. I have him. I can field him. Yeah. Without yeah. any sort of guilt. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm more, yeah, more, than, cool, more than happy. But yeah, so I love it. That was a fantastic Codex review. Thank you so much. Well they sound phenomenal. But here's the thing, man. Grey Knights, although you know now locked and loaded and ready to go, I've got a thousand reasons why they're gonna have a hard time. A thousand reasons. Uh, I've got a thousand reasons. A thousand why reasons you say they're gonna have a hard time. You could have got a thousand sons. Because they got a thousand sons, yo. <laughs> oh, bam, Jack. Let's hear what they're saying. What we got going on, my man? Let's I, I, hear it. I'd like to preface this. I'm not a thousand sons player, as we previously stated. I play an army which has no psychic ability whatsoever. It's because we we actually you know, respect the hobby, so therefore we don't play thousand sons. Well, and as we all know, Magnus fucked up. <laughs> and to quote Dan Abnett, Magnus, Magnus is, is a dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's all right. Come on, leave him alone. Let's not get into this. Let's not get so, into it. I've done a little bit of research on how the Thousand Sons have come along. He is a dig, though, by in, the way. Oh, he is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, Magnus. Boo. We're not biased or anything, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, you had, a, you had a player who had a Space Wolves army here and a guy who's got a Custodes army here. We hate Prospero. Um, yeah, fair. fair. Yeah, fair. Great book, though. Oh, great yeah. Book. Both of them are Ashes book. of and Burning of. Fantastic. Oh, yes. Fantastic books. Um, so, just going through like some of the like overview of... The I just, stuff. I just love that you're you're do, you're doing this like you've got your own research. Right? <laughs> just just go over an overview, and I'm reading what the like the the, the subheadings are, and there's five things to know about this. You know what, Jay? You don't need to dispel the magic, do you? You don't need to deny the witch on me. You've got. Oh, he's, you've all done it. None of you. See, this is the thing going back about like being being the granddad. Me and Jack have used one of the same sources to do some of our research and to know more. Mm -hmm. Only mine's just a paper copy. Yep. <laughs> one of you is good for the environment, the other one isn't. Except for the charge. Apart from the, the charger, charger, the factory that makes the it, lithium the lithium battery, the company as a whole, Apple and their lack of respect the, for the environment. The transportation of yeah, the actual product. This little bit of paper means everything instead. <laughs> My vote is the tree was already dead. So. My vote is that uh, I think, you know, the problem is not us, but this is of a course. whole different podcast. Yes. Let's talk about that for let's a while. Let's talk I've got a thousand reasons why we should not talk about the environment anymore. I switch back to Forehammer. Forehammer? Warhammer. <laughs> and go. here is a thousand reasons why. Cool. So, like the uh, the Grey Knights getting a plus one to deny the witch and their five up, five up feel, no, uh, feel no pain and you get to mortal wounds, Thousand Sons got a one up to cast all psychic powers and it's across the board now. Not character specific, specific. So sorceries and rubric squads, they now get it. Magnus, he also gets it as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Magnus needed more. Oh, he needed that more psychic power. So everyone gets it now. Perfect. As well as that, everything now has a five up and vulnerable save, Oof. including vehicles. Wow. Vehicles. vehicles. Yeah. As if it, as long as it has the Arcana Mastartes tagline, it now has. Above a vulnerable save, which makes right. land, which makes uh, predators really interesting now, yeah. and uh, I think Heldrex might get it as well. But we'll get to Heldrex in a second because mm -hmm. interesting in this book, it does preview some of the stuff we're going to be getting in the Chaos Codex with oh, this, some right. of the new changes because some of the stuff has changed. Nice. But let's have okay. a look at some okay. other things. Uh, you have twenty-seven powers in this book. Some of them are old ones that have been changed. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. You have uh, two schools yes. and then one other school. Uh, so you've got three, you've got two main disciplines, um, and then nine cult powers. 
which is really interesting. What what I was going on about about the changes is that your the jump, what was what was it called? Game Infinity. Game Infinity. That hasn't changed, has it? Not particularly, no. Well, the the Thousand Suns one, which is the time lapse or the other one that allows you to jump up the board, that has now changed. You can o I believe you can only use it now on non-character units. So okay. now Magnus can't jump himself up the board, but you can do it with um, Rubric Marines or Scarab of Cult Terminators. Which is still brutal. Which anyway. is brutal. Yeah. Talking of Scarab of Cult Terminators. Oh God, they've gone even more brutal. They are brilliant now. Seeing as you now have like an inbuilt five-up inbuilt save, yeah, not mad. only that, they are now, well, firstly, they're core, but secondly, they now have OSEC, as do Rubric Marines. Oh, okay. So, so now they've... Yeah. Are, they, are they technically elite? Are they elite choices? Yeah, but elite choices with obsec. Yeah, elite choices with obsec. Oh, so you've got elite choices with obsec, and you've got your now. You can bring the a character bubble. in with yeah. it and have mm -hmm. it. This is some interesting obsec mm -hmm. madness. Well, objectives are more important in ninth than yeah. they ever have been before. Because used to be, you could somewhat ignore the objectives and kill your opponent, mm. and you would find a way to win. But now you have to. Now it's a lot you could you can die you can pretty much lose everything and still win yeah, so having things like obsec is much better i love it as well it forces you to play the board more they yes, just charge each absolutely. other run Playing around the use the terrain just, yeah actually uh, run around and play it properly absolutely and much like in the death guard codex which wolfie i'm no you're very much aware of there is now a limitation on the amount of uh, demons and cultists they can take so like the brave squads you can't take as many as you'd like uh, just due to the limit of it's, I think it's directly proportional to the amount of rubric and scavenger terminators you it would take. Be, yes. There's also a limit, a limit on the demon printers you can take. You now only take one per detachment. Yes, which I think you're aware of. Uh, going on to further down the list, uh, there are plenty of like different cults of magic now, or different cults within the Thousand Suns. I haven't done too much research on that, but we are going to talk about one of the more interesting mechanics, which is now in the Thousand Suns, which is the Kabbalic rules and the Kabbalic uh, points. Rituals. Yes. I was completely oblivious to this until you, we did a little pre-podcast pre I've never chat. heard of this, so I'm excited and so, amused. Now, each unit has a certain amount of points, or Kabbalic points, that they are now worth. For example, Scarab Occult Sorcerers, Aspiring Sorcerers, and Zangle Shamans are worth one Cabal point, going all the way up, up to Magnus, which is actually worth five Cabalic points. Mm. Now, uh, those Cabalic points are used in the Psychic Phase to use Cabalic Rituals, and they can vary into various different powers. So, And this is not instead of, this is on this top is of. This is in additional... Yeah. It basically, it's a beautiful little way, little way of thousand times being able to manipulate the warp even further. I think that's fantastic because in, in in a in a world where the Warhammer forty k universe is losing a bit of a source in terms of mm. these these codexes, you can see they've listened and realised that, and by adding little things like this specifically to the thousand suns, it gives them that little bit of flavour. Absolutely, nobody's played with the warp more than Magnus, so yeah. it's one of those things that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah, exactly. See, and you can re and you can really see like how he they're manipulating it. In his bedroom, playing with his warp. <laughs> That's what he wants to do. That big long <laughs> warp. Wants to play with his big warp. Warp. <laughs> um, so you can do really interesting things. One, one of the abilities is called Kindred Sorcerers. You can use this Kabbalic ritual after a psychic test for one unit, and you can add one to the psychic test. For example, if I don't know what the cutoff is for Mega Smites, is it eleven? 
mega smite. So if you get a mega smite, is this, you have to cast I, it on an eleven plus? I think, I think it's, it's an eleven plus. More than, more than ten, I think. It's more, oh, okay. So for let's, let's say for example, you roll two, you roll a four and a five, yeah, and you get with the plus one, you get a ten, and I, let's say it's eleven. With this, for spend five of your cavale points, you can then make that a mega smite. Oh, nice. So it's manipulating that. You're again, manipulating yeah. it even further. Yeah. Another really interesting one is for eight Cabal points, which I know is expensive, but uh, Cabalistic Focused. Cabalistic Focused? Yeah, Cabalistic Focused. Cabalist. Thank you. Once you've cast a Psychic Test, you can spend eight Cabal points to make it so it cannot be denied. See, that's so strong. Like, that's uh, if you're using something that's like, you know, for example, I, mean, I never will be able to, but if I was using it with a Null Zone, or something anything that's oh good. yeah and you you could get rid of that deny the amount of times you've made a gameplay or made a tactic based on your psychic power going off mm. being able to utilize your cabal points to stop that deny is Absolutely. fantastic especially if you're playing someone like <clears throat> great knights yeah. or sister of the battle which have all these <coughs> little like sister battle's got loads like little deny the yeah. deny the witch yeah. abilities and you've got big ones and everyone's got bits and pieces of them to be able to just go, I'm going to smash down this null zone, mm. so nothing's going to work, and you cannot stop me. That's a huge Which power play. Which is so fitting for the Thousand Suns, because why should anyone be able to deny their psychic powers? Because they've spent the most amount of time exactly. researching and being educated on the warp and how to utilise it. Mm -hmm. They should have that ability to not be denied, because of how ahead of everyone they're, they're meant to be in terms of exactly. their psychic power. Uh, one of the great things about this is that uh, with Cabal Point, in the psychic phase, you get the amount you, you get. I think it's directly proportional to the amount you have on the board at the time. So at the start of the game, you'll get your maximum amount. Say if, for example, Magnus is to die. In the next psychic phase, you will get another pool of, of these Kabbalic points. Uh, I think proportional to what you've got on the battlefield. Mm. So you will lose five which if Magnus sense. dies. Yeah. Which makes sense. As the game goes on, you've got less and less. Exactly. Yeah, yeah which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. One, one thing I would mention is that the ones from the previous phase, they don't stay over. They, so you, yeah, they just you just get a new pool, not including the old stuff. Yeah, but that manipulation of warp is so it's, it's so thematic. Cool, yeah. It's so lovely. I like it. Like even if it doesn't necessarily end up being the most powerful thing mm -hmm. in the world about the Thousand Suns, it's it's one of right now one of my favorite things because of just how fitting it is and how yeah. much it suits Absolutely. it suits the Thousand Suns, which is great. Mm. There's uh, going to the armor specific secondaries. I don't think there's a lot to really talk about here. I after having a read of them, I don't think there's any that I would take over the ones in, the currently, in, the, in the currently available. So we'll kind of just skip over those. Um, relics and stuff. Again, I'm not really a good Thousand Suns player. Uh, I reckon maybe if you, had, if you were a Suns player, you might be able to delve into that a little bit more. Yes, but it also allow me to understand it a bit more. But, yeah. uh, well, you've done a good job. A um, little bit, but, but let's talk about some data sheets, which is stuff I have, yeah, yeah. I can tell you about. Um, Let's talk about the big man himself before we start getting into something which is more chaos specific. Mm. Magus is big one I dick. A big one I dick, but I don't know if he's any better and I don't know if he's any worse. He does have some interesting abilities. Like Mortarian, he now does have that minus one damage yeah. Yeah. characteristic, which is great. He does have But I thought that minus one damage was in was like so if you're attacking Mortarian, you receive minus one damage. Yeah. I thought that was specific because of him being a um, death guard. Well, it, in, it is, so that's that's what essentially the disgustingly resilient rule now is. Yeah, but, if, but Mortarian also has revoltingly resilient, which is a four up, I believe. Yeah. Four up, five up? Five up. Five up. So he still has but bits does, and pieces. Um, does, 
So what's the rule called for Magnus, does it say? So I believe it's called... Because that's no different than a demon save, really. I can't see what the rule is actually called, but... No, but it just says he takes minus one damage for whatever reason that is. Mainly because I just think he's a Primarch. So yeah. therefore he they have, they, they have to damage. limit the amount of damage you can do on him somehow. Because exactly. they've obviously stopped doing that maximum wounds per phase thing. They've, they've stopped doing that. That is reason. one of the other things I was going to say is that one of the things I don't think he's so powerful is because he doesn't have that ability like Gaskell, like the Void Dragon, like Mortarian. Mm. Does it say how many wounds he's got? I believe he's got... It was like 18, wasn't it? Yeah, so if so. I surround him with enough Grey Knights, I can just smite him to death. Oh, like, yeah. Pretty and much nothing he can do about I've it. I've always been Apart able from to obviously get... everybody in the... Yeah. Uh, can deny or try and deny. Mm. But... <coughs> it's one of the Warlord traits he gets. Because like Mortarian, he has three Warlord traits. One of which oh. is reduced to damage by one. Yeah. Oh, okay. He completely ignores all perils now. Oh, nice. Fair, fair. Yeah. Uh, he can re-roll all deny the witch tests. Mm-hmm. And he can cast two Kabbalic powers. So each HQ or each sorcerer can cast up a Kabbalic power, one of the rituals. Mm-hmm. He can do two. Okay. Like Mortarian, same things. He can do the reroll ones within a core unit, within core units within six, and choose one to reroll hits and wounds. Yeah. Uh, ignores all perils. Uh, has a plus two to all psychic tests. Nice. Is not including the extra plus one he gets from the army specific rule. So he has a plus three to cast. Wow. Uh, and so he, the other, so he technically can't fail smite. Because smite not. starts on a fight. He's like, yeah, he's just psychic, absolute Absolutely. Master. His, his smite is somewhat different now in the fact that instead, of, if you do a super smite of Magus, instead of doing 2d6 now, it does 3d3. So the ceiling's lower, but the consistency is much more level. Yeah. Um, but the other thing he also has is he, in the book, he knows all psychic powers. Which makes sense. Which yeah. makes sense he, he knows all magic. He should know all of them. Um, but I'm not quite sure where Magus is going to fit in eighth edition coming in 8th edition coming up. He doesn't have the defense which Mortarian has. I don't mm. believe he's as smashy as Mortarian is. His psychic powers and adaptability are amazing. I mean, have you been have you been hand to hand with Morty before? Because I've, I've been, been hand to hand, hand with Morty, Morty yeah. and I've never ever came out on top. Uh-uh. No, I've only the only way I've ever been able to get rid of him is normally by. Um, just lads cannon him off the board turn one <laughs> I haven't um, actually used him in yeah. ninth edition yet he, I've not, not used him since um, the new codex I, I meant, I meant uh, Magnus <laughs> have you been hand to hand with Magnus I have I've never been face to face with Magnus he, I took Magnus down once give you a spank in the bum he will Yeah. Uh, his sword is still uh, has got a little bit of an upgrade in the fact that now uh, if it kills it used to if it killed a character it would cause it would summon a chaos spawn now if it does damage to somebody if it doesn't kill them they take d3 mortal wounds Nice. But that's character specific. If it, kills, if it attacks a character, if they don't die, then they take these three mortal wounds. So, like, really nice little kill shot just at the end. Yeah, that's really good. But what I like about that is if you were to put him face to face with Castellan Crow, yeah. who has been good enough to carve something on Mortarian's heart, yeah. like, he's going to do that, possibly kill Castellan Crow, and then Castellan Crow is going to fight again. And Castellan Crow could kill him. Not necessarily in one go. But in two, yeah. if you put them face to face, that would be an interesting little. I mean, seeing, as, seeing as he's only got a four up and vulnerable save now, it's yes. not impossible. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. I mean, really? I've seen some things where I've had Gunnarin be killed by something that shouldn't be able to kill him in combat, mm. uh, just because sometimes you just roll ones 
<laughs> and there's nothing you can do about Regularly, it. Regularly, this is what I just roll once. There's nothing we can do, no matter how much we sit here for hours talking about this is what, codexes. This we can do 21 damage. You and we do all do these things, of all these saves and all these powers, but it doesn't matter if you roll one of those little Absolutely. cheeky ones or, or lots of those ones in Absolutely. most of them. Like, it doesn't really matter. So at the end of the day, what should really, what we should really be talking about here mm. is how to perfect the ultimate dice flick. Whip that dice into a six, guaranteed every single individual, time. Individual dice throws, that's my secret. Yeah, I know. If I know. I've got 50 shots, it's going to take half an hour, boys. But yeah, it's this is why we don't play with Jack anymore, because he rolls. <laughs> he's like, statistically, <laughs> statistically <laughs> I'm going to do better, guys. It's statistically, I'm going to do The bell better. curve, guys, is like this. you got to follow the bell you curve. Got to so I'm going to roll one at a time. They're one still. He's, they're all yeah, ones, no matter the dramatic what. dramatic effect, I like oh, it. Crescendo building. He, he gets a roll 43, it's still only ones. And he's like, trust me, guys, this is how you're meant to do it. We had a game with that game of Warhammer World where Wolfie and I did our best, but I, we had to stop because of time. And now I had two units left. I can't remember what they were, but one was my shield captain on a bike. It was. And uh, I just loved that a five man unit of Darkwing Knights. And a knight came at me, and I made 15 three up invulnerable saves in a row. Oh. He did. One oh. at a time. One at a time. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. bam. The, like, the problem is, no one was there to see it because everyone walked away at that point because they were oh, fed up with his I one was on dice Jack's at a team, time. So I was right there, you were like, there? lapping it up like a cat nice. milk, mate. Nice. Oh, yes. Ollie was not happy. Oh, he was furious. I've only seen Ollie play a handful of games, I've only ever seen him angry. I've never seen him happy in a game. I've only <laughs> ever seen him angry, and I love it. It's fantastic. He's got such everyone's he's reactions. An angry player, really. Everyone's an angry reactions player. to playing this game is 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 just so good. It's amazing. Yeah, um, it's the first, first game of eight edition you played was against. You did. Yeah, well, you Absolutely. were horrible, mate. You were it was nasty. so bad. I he already up... had one asshole after you were done. Yeah. <laughs> I came up one, to the so. table. Was, oh, by the way, did Jack tell you that turn one you can play two command points with all your things in the cover if you needed to? And he's like, no. And we're like, Jack, you naughty boy. I don't do you're that. Meant be, do... You're meant to be coaching him at the same time, not just winning. <laughs> you oh, naughty, naughty. So yeah, not only does right. Jack only roll one dice at a time when he has 50 dice to roll, he also prowls on new players. <laughs> splits them into four, splits them into four pieces think, and rolls use, them pieces one at a time. Can we, can we not can we not use the word prowl, please? <laughs> Prowling and prowl. I can't prowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All six foot five of you can't yeah. prowl anywhere. You'd be surprised That's how fair. nimble this man can be. I am surprisingly quiet. Me? I know. <laughs> I never know. That's not I never know. I never know when he's gonna come join me in the showers upstairs in the gym. I turn around and there he is, washing me back for me. It's fantastic. It's like Ghost with Patrick Swayze. (laughs) (laughs) But instead of a clay, instead of like a spinning pot of clay, it's my penis we're both holding on to. Do you know that there was that point when I was driving here? I was like, "Do I tell my parents I'm going on a podcast?" And now I just don't <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah. <laughs> have I ruined that for your parents? Uh, on that note, we've been shut down immediately. Yeah. Episode um, two, we made it. <laughs> Episode two. All right, Thousand Suns. Overall, I think Thousand Suns have got a load of potential. Yeah. So good. The manipulation of warp is super strong. The flavorsome. Oh, so so flavorsome. Yeah. Um, Definitely a thinker's army by the looks of things. Um, but would you say the Grey Knights are now as well? You yeah, said you need to have I a think definitely, bit of time. definitely pre-game, because obviously you've got to try and figure out what psychic power do I want where. Mm. And with the ability to cast the Brotherhood-specific ones, you've got to really think about how do I want to utilise this? What am I trying to achieve in that game? So yeah. mm. it's a bit, but definitely pre-game, 
a lot more thinking for Greyhounds, yeah. and it sounds mm. like it's going to be similar for Thousand Thunder. Like absolutely, it. absolutely. I think there's just a lot of potential there, especially with, I mean, having a Chaos Rhino with a five, with a five up in one of them saves <laughs> now. Silly, isn't it? And not only that, Predators with five up in one saves. Land Raider wow. with a five up in one save? I, I don't know think it's when I had five up um, discussing resilient on Land Raiders mm. with, um, obviously, Death Guard. They were damn near impossible to take off the yeah. board. So. Yeah. so if you want to get your Scarab Accord Terminators up the boards, you put them in. Um, one of the one thing I think will be interesting, especially for you, Wolfie, because I know you've got a couple of these Hell Drakes, from what I could see. I do have Hell Drake. They are changing. They are changing to aircraft. Okay. Rather than just being that weird in between place. Yep. Um, but there's a really interesting rule that I that I did see for them is that they can move full distance and advance, I believe, and charge into enemy aircraft, and they have an ability specifically for that. Okay. Their talons are damage two now, but if they're going up against aircraft specifically, it's damage four. Well, we can say goodbye to Anders and his planes. Fuck out their planes! Because they're about to get torn to shreds. Yeah. But that's yeah. what the Hell Drakes are all about. <laughs> that's wasn't what they're it? all about. Yeah. That's what, of course, yeah. Because the whole point the, is the whole point of them is that they are anti-aircraft aircraft. Because they can fly, they the can sky, move better. Yeah. They can claw onto a plane and tear it in two. Okay, yes. I, look, I look. I look forward to that. Yeah. So obviously, because it's just. It's just chaos marines yeah. that are bloody left on one wound now at this point. Isn't exactly. It? Not exactly. that I have many, but yeah. And, and, and of course, what goes without saying is that all rubric marines are, of course, now two wounds, course, which I think should be course. very much mentioned. Which yeah, yeah which, which, which yeah. will happen. I don't know if they're going to do a berserkers only codex Who or knows? world eaters. Um, oh, I'd buy that so much. Well, I'd buy yeah. two copies. I'd buy five copies and lay on my bed. Yeah. And have a <laughs> <laughs> Same as like Emperor's Children. I think I absolutely think those four should always get their own. And then obviously you have like the core books and those space marines. But love that. Mm. <laughs> but we'll we'll see we'll see what they what they do. They they have done it sometimes and they've not done it sometimes. Yeah, so nice. it completely yeah, depends they, on, on how they. We do don't it. know what GW are going to do because I tell you what, fellas, GW doesn't know what they're doing. Apparently they do. No, they don't. Apparently they I'm do. I'm telling you. I would know. I have one share. <laughs> He's on the board. And He's I, on I, the board. I have no idea what I'm doing half the time in anything. He gets the minutes. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, I provide treats. Um, For one share, I think you get the minute. That's I get it. the minute. You skip you one minute from the meeting. But you, get, you have to randomly choose which minute yeah. you get. Well, I'll take the 132nd minute. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, we, went yeah. for, we, went for, we went for Danishes at that minute. Really sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, any more news, though, now that we've wrapped up the codexes? We're very excited <laughs> to see these codexes. I mean, there's plenty of battle reports out there to watch. I mean, Black Templars. Black Templars, um, Black Templars are becoming are a thing which I know you're interested in, Jason. <laughs> They're so coming. What's, the Black, what's, the Black what's, Templars. what's got your interest from Black Templar? Oh, okay, well, okay. Uh, I recently went on a spree by accident. Not, not an accident. It I wasn't accident. kept buying Blade Guard veterans off the Facebook marketplace. <laughs> 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 I don't know why. I kept seeing them really cheap and I just kept buying them. I couldn't stop myself. And then I forgot how many I bought. And then I got the amount that I needed. How many have you got? I think I've got like, I think I'm up to like nearly 16 blade guards. Why do you have 16 blade guards? Oh, I just couldn't stop buying them. Oh, they just kept coming. They just kept coming. I was expecting like nine, yeah. maybe 10 top yeah. 16. Picture the scenes. It's three in the morning. I'm painting the gym black. I'm tired. I look on Facebook Marketplace. Someone's like, I've got some of my blade guards from the Indominus box for six pound. Do you want them? And I'm like, sure. Then, you know, another night I'm driving back on the back of the fire engine on the, on the way back from a fire. Look on Facebook Marketplace, someone's like, I've got some Blakeguard veterans for £7. <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll buy those ones too. <laughs> Here we are, millions of Blakeguard veterans. Considering my my main army is the, is Ultra Hunks, 
which are not really you know combat heavy armor. It's not a whole point. I brought all these blade guards because I like them a lot. I love the model. Um, and I was like smashing them in. I'm like, well, why would I put? Why do I need to put sixteen blade guard into an ultramarines army? Because uh, what's the point? When my main thing is that I can fall back, rapid fire, and move and stuff. And I'm, there I am just charging with blade guard vets. Then I was like, well, I need to find a use for them. So I figured, you know, I think it'd be really cool to do an all-out, just blade guard veteran only Black Templars army. Couple of captains, couple of maybe maybe some impulses for them to mm. move them around. Yeah. But the whole point of them is, it's not really like you know like like a side army sort of project where it's not really about trying to make a skilled list. Is I just thought it'd be really cool to put all my Black Templars to good use. Not my Black Templars, my Blade Guards to good use. And I was like, well, the Blade Guards look like. The black Tem- this makes sense blade guards and they black templars yeah. all, all the indomitor stuff that came out was, yeah look it's, at it. i love it and it just fits so i was like you know, we're gonna do it we're gonna make it happen and it just so happens that i didn't even realize this was going to be the case that the black templar codex then got announced on the terrible roadmap but here it is templars on the way i've got to find a name for them because i've got my ultra hunks i've got to find a name for my templars mm. i've got to find a hunky name for them yeah, yeah i don't really know i can't go yeah, with that no. The first thing that came to my head is actually probably not something that can be said. Probably the exact no, same yeah. thing that I was going to yeah. say. So we're definitely yeah. not going to go with that. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, that's what I wanted to call yeah, them too. Yeah, the wrong connotation. So I'm not, yeah, that's what I wanted to say, but I was like, I can't, I can't say that like out loud properly. No, so I'm no. going to find a name for him, my new hunky Templar boys. And um, they're going to be fantastic running side by side with my ultra hunks. Ultra hunks shooting, black Templars charging forward. It's going to be fantastic. No one's going to beat me anymore. My losing days are officially over as of when this codex is released because you cannot fight the charging horde of Blagar veterans. That's big talk. That's big, big talk. I'm putting it on the table right now, undefeated, 2022. <laughs> 2022. Slash, <laughs> I reckon that'll last. Slash <laughs> no, I'm going to say it. Black, Black Templar Codex onwards. Undefeated. When I use the Templars, undefeated. Mm. I will go undefeated with my all blade guard veterans. I I don't see it, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I see it because I. I offer it. myself as tribute for your first yeah. game, and I'll even let you pick what you face, including Eldar. <laughs> bring, bring, bring me the bring me the Eldar. No, I want you to bring your your hot. Bring the heat. Bring the heat. Bring me your the most competitive of your armies. The most competitive version of it. At this point, it's probably and still Death Guard. Because I'll, I'll, I'll Until you get better use of the, of the Grey Knights. Yeah. 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 I'll slam them. I will beat them with my drop pod list first. <laughs> my Ultra Hunks drop pod Come list. Now. And now. shortly <laughs> after that, I will then beat them with my Blade Guard veteran only Templar list. <laughs> I don't know if the, the, the listeners are starting to understand why I lose. <laughs> <laughs> False confidence, yeah. I think we'll call it. False confidence. No, I'm ready... To bring, I'm really excited. It's nice to see the Templars getting some sort of like yeah. attention as well, love, and not just being based on the index or whatever. Um, but what was that shit? That that roadmap. I mean, they were like, oh, oh we've got this roadmap, and we're thinking, oh, they're at least going to tell us what the rest of the releases are for the rest of the year because there's only technically there's only like a few months left yeah. in the year, three two, and a half months, four two and a half codex, months, two really? codexes after. And so, so you're thinking they're going to give us some sort of indication or at least a bigger clues, and they just gave us the these two codexes that a lot of people think is 
Gene Steeler cult and Custody, they seem to be the accepted two. I will be incredibly happy if it is. It won't be, because those are the two stock images that people have been saying for uh, And they're saying people, people have said it's Tyranid. People I have hope said cults get something. So. I hope it is like cults and Tyranid, because Gene yeah. Steeler cults need some serious love and attention. Well, so does Tau. I'd love to see Tau and Gene oh, Steeler yeah. cult. Both of those armies. Their codexes are going to be really interesting to see. Well, it's going to be a complete really rework. And it just upsets me, and I, I say this quite a lot, it upsets me how good they've done Admech in terms of Admech shooting. But the Tau, for some reason, they're like, the Tau can't shoot. <laughs> they're going to be the shooting, like, they're like the advanced, like yeah. these guys are going to be. If you can make the Admech that hot on shooting, there's no reason why you can't make the Tau that hot mm. on shooting also. They just they need to they need to fix it. They need to fix it right now, GW, because I'm sick of it. I need to see the Tau doing awesome again. We'll see. Mm. I, I, yeah, I don't, know, one, I don't know how to take one share of your stocks and sisters. <laughs> you're, on, you're on the board, <laughs> For mate. some strange reason, I'm an Ultramarines and now Templar player, but with my one share and my one say, I'm like, Tau! Fix the Tau! Well, I'll tell you what you don't need. Primaris Lieutenants. So no. I haven't got enough. <laughs> you haven't got Is enough. Is like 10 variants now? No. You need, to be, able, you need to be able to field a 2,000 point army just with Primaris Lieutenants. I think, I think I probably could with the amount I have. Yeah, you probably. Could. They won't be coloured. They'll just be. Some won't even be built. <laughs> just, 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 just the legs a, on a base. Yeah. Just a <laughs> floating cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I told everyone about my dirty, oh, yeah, dirty did. cake last time. I think. You did. And I'm, I'm glad you remember it because it's a, it was a fantastic. I remember playing it. <laughs> <laughs> when you were on my team. That's when we played. I think we done me and you versus Coombs and his elder yeah, yeah, yeah. because they had some weird game where we had to like. Go into the tower inside. No, the elder were inside like a fort, but we yeah, couldn't approach yeah, yeah. from the front. That was the one when I left, and then Gulen got spanked while I was gone by some, <laughs> something. If you remember that, I mean, I only ever played one codex in my entire life, and you were just like, "Yeah, you'll play it. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll get it." I'm like, hmm? I'm, "Yeah, I love." I that. barely knew I, how to play 40k at that point. What do you anyway. mean? I can't roll a six and automatically win. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Two mean? doesn't hit. <laughs> <laughs> what? But, a ridiculous game. But talking on games and stuff and linking it in with hobby progress yeah. as we come towards the end. Yeah. We come towards the end. Smooth. I know, right? Smooth. I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, I like um, it. I'm into it. Yeah, so what, what hobby progress have you guys made over the last couple of weeks? None. Brilliant. I know you've been busy cool. in the gym. <laughs> Quick start. Quick start. None. Zero. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That'll be my answer next week too. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> no progress. Uh, yeah, no. Um, what am I working on? I am working on my last big Mega Gargan the, uh, for my Age of Sigmar army, which I'm still not sure if I'll actually play with at this point. But they're fun to paint. I've been making an aquatic theme base, so I've been using, like, yeah. getting different... Yeah, I think it's pretty cool with the calamari coming out of the base. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the massive, <laughs> the massive tentacle. I sent a picture with my girlfriend, and she said, why is there a big orange penis in the middle of that <laughs> base? Uh, I went, it's a tentacle. And she went... Oh, now I see it. Now I see it. I preferred it when it was a penis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you would. <laughs> um, so, been working on that. I've just been adding some more details, actually, just this morning before I arrived. Uh, so, hopefully, that base will be done soon. I've got a commission coming up, which I need to do. Nice. I need to. I picked up some more Aqualon Terminators at Fool's World. You did. So I'm gonna have to do those as well. Oh, I remember. Didn't you, didn't Jack put in the chat the other day that he offered to paint my champion for me? I did. The champion that took down the stand. He did. I did. He did. I've got I mean, Necron bits as I well, need, so I, I can. Is that in this Necron. building or is that at home? It might be in this building because Anna's <laughs> dropped off all my all my stuff to me. We'll we'll go talk in the office afterwards. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, cool. That you've got so much going on. I don't know how you do it. 
but you, you do it you do it well you do it to a high standard it's fantastic mm. and speaking of high standards we've got someone who's got extremely high standards just to my right as well because his painting not only is it to a high standard it's fast <laughs> it's furious and I've done so quick it's consistent it's wonderful it's Wolvie paints yeah right. I haven't I haven't done that much really I painted my Joker crew for Batman, um, yes. I've had a lot of feedback on the Joker. I think he came out pretty yeah, well. Your He's, Batman uh, little models that you've done lately have been fantastic. Yeah, I get a lot of feedback from Night Models, and that's quite nice when the creators of the game kind of keep putting love heart emojis on your, right. on your page. They've got so. a job coming your way soon, bro. <laughs> They're yeah. based in Spain, so get yeah. me moved right yeah. out there. No, um, Would you take the hit for half the pay, but the move to Spain? With your you don't use much money in Spain, so yeah. Yeah. probably, yeah. probably. You'd abandon your buddies, and I'd be doing something I enjoy instead of something I have to do. Um, oh, you, you do you're part of a load of bowl, or do you enjoy this? this I enjoy this, but it also it also makes me zero dimes. So, okay. well, well, well. But we're just waiting for the thousands of listeners to come in. Once the thousands, of, yeah. first we get the listeners, exactly. Then we get the money. It's, it's, a, passion. it's a passion. It's a passion. passion. If you move to Spain, that means you can try and you can just bug angels around us all the time just like teach me just pretty teach, much pretty teach me teach me, teach me. Um, so apart from that I've been doing a lot of builds so like I said I've got some purifiers on my desk at the moment I've built a Mauler Fiend I've built nice. a Vindicator uh, I've built a Ventriloquist crew for Batman as well nice as well as a Grey Knight Dreadnought so there's been a lot of building so they'll be built Perfect. and sprayed over the next couple of days and then I'll get back to, to painting and things. Nice. No games booked in until September the 5th when yeah. we're all yeah. gathering Let's um, take for a, a big games trip. day that we do. Oh yeah, mm. we're taking a trip to Game City. What games have you got coming up, Jack? I've got a 10,000 Heresy game coming up. 5,000 points of Custodies and 5,000 points of Salamanders versus 5,000 points of Night Lords. I've got to make the joke, I've got to make the joke. 5,000 code uh, points of custodies is that four models. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about four units, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a joke, but you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. Not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. What's that oh, Star that Wars That sounds meme? awesome, man. That's going to be fantastic. That's that Star Wars meme, isn't it? This is getting out of hand. There are two of them. And you're, um, you say you've got no games apart from the fifth lined up. No, nothing. Yeah, nothing. yours is the same as mine. Fifth Work of September. is in the way. Yeah. God damn earning that money. But we have also potentially got a little event a little Norwich event coming up yeah what's that place called it's gone I, out of my head it's gone out of my head oh god it's a lovely place in Norwich well, apparently which is um, look like about yourselves it's like, it's, like, it's like a gaming cafe I believe yeah, like Bad Moon that we went to a bit like Bad Moon cafe yeah. um, which we need to go there again we'll oh god that was so time. good that pizza though was huge huge oh yeah that was a great um, time but I definitely if I, if I was going there again I would book a double slot yep yeah, just, just because we didn't get to the end of the game and that's always the worst. So yeah. even if you only use an hour or so, which we would have done, we'd probably only use an hour of the next slot. It's worth booking because they're, they're, they're quite pushy. Which they, were, they were a little bit, and I get it, because obviously once we, cause we were like, well, there's nobody else here. You, you're coming across, you're saying 10 yeah. minutes, 10 minutes, five minutes. And then obviously then the people just started flooding in. And we're like, yeah. oh, okay, we sort of get it now. Like There is a premium for, for tables here. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it is it is what it is, and they've obviously got their time constraints. Probably told what to do and how yeah. to. Yeah, well, they're to do they're doing it. well as a business to see them that busy. Mm. That's what I enjoy to see. It's fantastic. And what's that place called in Norwich? Nope. 
Somewhere in it's like it's like roll dice cafe or something. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. remember exactly. I want to call it magic mania for some reason. Magic I don't know why. Mania. It's not that. But it's not it's that. Not that. I'm yeah. sure it's like roll magic dice mania. Cafe. But what we can say is that from his Instagram account, which while we can't remember the name, it does look great. Does it? I haven't it looked, so at it. Good. I've looked at it. Because do any of you, you guys used to go to Norwich? Do you remember the heavy metal clothery place that was there? I can't remember what it was no. called. No. <laughs> All right, so why was the email? The only time I go to Norwich is drinking, generally. Yeah, yeah I don't remember much. So, of... regrettably, I haven't been out of Norwich for several years drinking, yeah. which um, which we should do again sometime. But it was a, this place was a huge space, great big clothing store, and uh, that's where it now is. Huge space, uh, and from as long seen... as it's not taking sugar and spice away, that's the important bit. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> Sugar and spice is where you end up at the end of the night. Yes, it's, yeah. It's it's the titty bar. Ooh, so on that, note, <laughs> on that note, there we go. Well, we're we're leaving to go there now, guys. So we'll we'll go and enjoy ourselves. We're gonna pack the, the early the early bird special. The early bird special. You get a buffet and a dance <laughs> for five pound. It's all you can eat shrimp for. Yeah, I know exactly, exactly. I know it's fantastic. It's the but best like thing like ever. every early bird special, it's full of sixty year olds, and that's the dancers. Yeah, yeah. the sixty year old dancers. That's why they're going, mate. That's that's the treat. Some people are into that. That's the treat. Some people are into that. Hilda's I, gotta make pension. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I need it. She needs it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Love that. What a, and on that oh, note, everyone, no. it's been an absolutely fantastic podcast. Um, have you guys enjoyed yourselves? Hilda's yes. gotta make pension. Is yeah. my comment that's what we're that's what we're leaving it on. That's what we're leaving it on. It's gotta make pension. Jack, one more thing I asked the guys this last time. What keeps you in the hobby, my man? Oh, the community and the painting and the people. And the early bird special. And the early bird special. That's that's gotta about. help Hilda make pension. <laughs> Bam, that's gotta go on a t-shirt with a load of bowler on the front. That's gonna be fantastic. Thank you so much everyone for listening. Thank you everyone for being here. Thank you everyone for being here. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, you wonderful, magical bunch. Kaboom.